This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Trixie Trixie. Oh, yeah. Well, she's got to be now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trixie Trixie. Oh, yeah. Well, she's got to be now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six packs and growlers and bombers avail. Let em mix and match em, there's no room to fail. Located out on East Washington, Trixie's is the place for all your springtime fun. Trixie, Trixie, oh yeah, well she's got your beer now. Trixie, Trixie, oh yeah, she's got your beer now. Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> God rest his soul. God rest his soul. You know, <laughs> we're going to miss him. Uh, Trixie's in the studio it's with our. so dark. <laughs> it is. It's very dark. Uh, with our good friend Fred Swanson. Hello. Hey, Welcome. how are you? Good to see you, dude. It's been, it's been a, a while. It's been a couple years. It might have been pre COVID. I think it was. I think it was. it probably we, was, actually. Yeah. If we only knew. What was in store? We would have right. drank more. That it's a day. long time for tasty <laughs> creations here. That's I think true. we drank plenty during <laughs> 2020. I think we did too. Yeah. You're right. You're I right. think that was my height. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> all right. You, you peaked in 2020. All right. Uh, we do have some beers we're going to taste here. But uh, first, Trixie, tell everybody uh, where to get the JJO beers. All right. Wine. You're going to want to go to the corner of East Washington Oak Street. Look for that bright orange arrow. It points to delicious goodness inside. And we've got a mix and match door set up. With with one full row for the JJO mix and match that you can grab. Ask Fantastic. us where it is. We'll point it to you. Yeah, and uh, many, many, many THC drinks to choose from. Yes, we're almost on a full door for those THC drinks now. Heck yeah. So, so, I mean, we're definitely on board with that, and I don't think it's going away. Like, you know, we always said that the seltzers were this quick little, like, sprint, you know, oh, look at this cute fad that's coming. They're, they stayed. I really think that this is the next one to stay. Oh, yeah, me too. You'll pry them from my cold, dead hands, Trixie. <laughs> um, all right. So well, there will always be a market. <laughs> what's uh, what's our first beer here? All right. The first one is from Saturday Beer. So Young Blood Brewing Company is known for their one-offs and unique beers that you may or may not be able to get again. They also have a sister company that underneath their umbrella called Saturday Beers. And these are supposed to be a little bit more approachable. Mm-hmm. Still high quality, but more approachable, maybe a little bit more affordable in a lot of cases. Um, this one is the unfiltered Pilsner, and it is very unfiltered. The body in that definitely makes it feel like you might be diving into an IPA, but yeah. there isn't that hot bitterness that cuts you. It is a tasty, approachable Pilsner. Yeah, I love the mouthfeel of this beer, and at five and a half, you can have a few of them yeah. and enjoy. This is right down my alley. Mm-hmm. This is a Pilsner, and I love, as soon as I tasted it, I was like, Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. you you described that perfectly. It has that little, because most There's pills like have a, that aftertaste that like my brother's like, ah, I don't like them. But this one has like this, it's great. It has a little bit, something different to it. Mm-hmm. As, as more than like, because I'm a big Czech Pilsner guy. But yeah, I could taste that. It's You're definitely crushable and it's got mm-hmm. that... Uh, that hint, like you just said, there's like more of maybe that a little body IPA. Yes, to it. Exactly. Here's a creaminess that comes through immediately in that beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Trixie, I love this beer. Me too. Oh, dude, dude. From the brain of Tom DeFuck. 
it is. I know, right? Yeah, fantastic. Yes. There is a weird. There's like a dryness halfway through your tongue's journey on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think that's what you're talking about. Kind of the IPA feel that's in there, but you don't get that hot bitterness at the end. It's it's definitely uh, qualifies for the Saturday line of beers. And that was the young boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the fuck. He's awesome, dude. <laughs> Mrs. DeFuck is my favorite. <laughs> okay. uh, all right, what's next? Sorry, Trixie. <laughs> I, I know. You know, I just kind of zone out and go up somewhere else. Hey, we got. <laughs> and we love DeFuck. He's a good dude. You know? I know you do. Yeah. You know? I know. Everyone's and got a man crush on him. He's yeah. styly too. You know. All right. Anyway. He is. His shirt collection is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But his wife is lovely. So you're right. She is, you know, right. just the, yeah. Mr. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Next. Carbon 4 is dishing out more Ale Asylum um, remixes here. The Contorter Porter yeah. is back. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. 4.8% alcohol. And, you know, it kind of always blows my mind. Like, um, sometimes I still forget that porters don't necessarily have a lot of high alcohol. I think you see those darker beers and you mm-hmm. automatically assume like, ooh, I better watch it. Watch like, out. I can Johnny only Dane have like one of you. these. Um, but no, porters are supposed to be really approachable. They're supposed to be really multi. I love, this is an oldie and a goodie. Yeah. It's an oldie and a goodie for me. For sure. Lance, how are you feeling about that? I dig it. I like porters and there's actually some hint of like hickory, like, you know what I'm, was that, am I wrong? What is that? A little smokiness yeah, in smoky. there. Yeah, um, With the malts. Mm-hmm. Um, and just enough hops where it doesn't get really heavy. And I think that that's what yeah. I like most about it is that it doesn't get super heavy. Yeah. Um, and you, you feel like you can keep taking a few more sips without, um, and it doesn't like false you out right away with that like, oh, could this be really high alcohol? There's just enough balance in there where the body is really approachable for me. Mm-hmm. Fred, where are you at with this? There's a nuttiness that I that I had forgotten in this beer. I love the fact that this is back. This was one of my favorites from them, and it's just one of those super approachables. It's what craft beer was in the mid '80s. Yeah, this yeah. was the one everybody had in their house. So, uh, yeah, kudos K4. I'm so glad they brought this one back. This was definitely one from the Ale Asylum lineup that I was missing for sure. Um, just because I'm like I know Danger's into the super high powered stouts, but I I tend to gravitate towards the porters more. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because it's the lower ABV, it's more approachable just all around. Uh, But yeah, uh, K4 just killing it. The the label on that too. I mean, as soon as I pulled it out of the six pack, this freaking like... It's got a tattoo look to it. That was their ethos. Everything that they did in uh, graphics had to stand alone also as a tattoo. So that was how they started their entire mm. thing. So you're mm-hmm. on the point completely. There you go. Success. I can also tell that Carbon 4 has taken the logos and just added their own little mm-hmm. personal twist right. to them. So they are moderated a little bit. So when I say remix, kind of in my head, it's like they're taking the original and they're acknowledging that a new pe- new person is, is brewing it, yeah, which totally. is also kind of nice. They didn't take away they the old essence that we want <laughs> right. from it, yep. but they tweaked it just enough to make it theirs. Yeah. There's always this sentimental thing that happens when I have one yes. of the K4 Ale Asylum beers. Yeah. Where yes. I'm just like memories of being out on the patio out there and drinking uh, stuff with her name on or her face on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got some in the uh, fridge here. 
So uh, another home run from uh, from the K four folks. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to do another beer? We sure. Can do, we can do a three for. Oh Let's man. Do it. What do we got? <laughs> Calm down over there. You'll be fine. What's the third one? All right. The third one. You know, we got to do a Valentine's Ooh. Day one. Uh, Vintage Brewing Company, The Box. This is a great time of year for box. This is The Box. Oh, chocolates. Chocolate Doppelbach. This is great. You know, yeah. can you have like three of them? No, it'll probably be a little rich for you because there is like a milk chocolate oh, yeah. feel to Dessert this. Dessert beer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lactose quality to here that smooths out the body. Um, it definitely has that Bach base to it. Try but it with a berry. <laughs> with that said, with that Bach base being evident, there is a lot more chocolate smoothness to this than you may anticipate. It is delicious. Oh, yeah, buddy. It's a dessert beer without being too sweet. Dude. Wait till you get the aftertaste and you start tasting the little bits of fruit you just gave me. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's good fantastic. together. That's fantastic. That's solid with a blackberry. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's I bet super the blackberry solid. is great. That's a freaking dessert for sure. I love vintage. Take a look. Oh, <laughs> yay. The t-shirt. Good good timing on that. Man, you've been wearing all the sponsors this week. Uh, yeah, good work out of you. You're like, I'm busted into my free t-shirt. It's, hey, hey, it's work worth giving Lance on. a free t-shirt. He's advertising you. Yeah, yeah I'm out everywhere. <laughs> Lance is your guy. Oh, that's uh, you are the perfect guy to give a yeah. t-shirt to, seriously. I got the like Wonder Bread. I'm like, you know, Ricky Bobby out there running around. Um, so the, and this is seasonal obs, right? It's obvious, yeah, it's seasonal. Um, but I look forward to this one. I usually have at least one of these every year. I look forward to this one coming yeah. out. This I don't is good. know that I've ever had it before. It's it's very decadent. I think you and I had this with ice cream before. Oh. And I'm not going to make a great float. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm not going to say, I, but I really haven't had anything from Vintage I didn't like. Mm. I haven't. You're right. When they're, they're bringing back that Doppelbach to... that has that Madison um, historical note to it. You know, Capital leaned in hard on those lagers, those big ABV, high, high ABV lagers, and Vintage is uh, continuing down that path as is Capital. So, yeah. kudos. Hell yeah. Not because I love Trent and Brittany, but I, seriously, <laughs> there's nothing. I love I all love that. Trent you know Brittany. what, though? It, it makes the beer better when you know that, and know that the owners are great people. And they yeah. are great oh, people. Oh, I love them so much. They're great people. I and know. It, it, you know, not only are they great people, they make a great product. They treat their employees really great. They are. They've been around forever. Sweetheart of human it's fantastic. beings. fantastic. Yeah. Trent listens, too, so that helps. Love that dude. I know. <laughs> All right, dude. You're okay. You're okay. (laughs) People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. (laughs) Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO. All right, uh, here we are. Uh, Lance is in for the big old John Dinger. Mm -hmm. uh, Stuck on a boat and a cruise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Uh, uh, and we have Trixie and he from Trixie's, Trixie's Liquor and then Fred Swanson from Dancing Goat. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hey, hey. Um, this is when it gets hairy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> w- what are we drinking here? Oh, we're drinking so many goodies. Okay. So many goodies. What I'm kind of, with? I'm excited about Holy smokes. Yeah, I we, think I think Fred should go over the new the new stuff that just came out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but this is the brandy old fashioned slushy. Yes. From Aftershock. The brandy old fashioned slushy oh, from dude. Aftershock has a new brandy in it, and it's the Burns brandy. Barons. 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 Barons brandy. 
that oh, just came out. It's strong. Yeah, it's meant dude. to be strong. So, okay. At the Aftershock Arcade, we got a slushy machine. One is for the kids and this one is, is for us. This is nice. The, this is So, the tap. brandy old-fashioned slushy is one of the most popular things we serve there. Not I only. Bet. For good reason. You know? It is just like, taste like candy. It is stronger than it it's tastes. It's got a right um, hook. <laughs> but it is what you want a brandy. If you want a brandy slushy, brandy old-fashioned slushy, this is the kind that you it's want. It, it's got enough br- bitters in there, in my opinion, just because like anything oversweet, you know, I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. gross, 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 gross. It just has enough br- uh, bitters in there to balance out that sweet brandy taste, and it's it's got plenty of plenty of brandy in there. <laughs> And so, this is made with the Baron's brandy. Mm-hmm. This is. is brand new. This is brand new. It came Just out came on out. Monday. Yeah, I was going to say came yesterday, out. but yep. I, Monday. Dropped yeah. on Monday. Uh-huh. I was pouring it on Friday for a couple select accounts on the west side. Um, it's a collaboration we do with Charlie. Um, he is one of our favorite people at the yeah. distillery. Uh, it is his product. He is the spokesperson for it. We are merely the arm to production as well as a little bit of operational but this is Charlie's baby. This is him laying it out there and doing a lot of the work for it. It's a blend of barrels that are four- and five-year-old brandy, so it kind of lives in that VSOP world. Um, it's a blend of those, uh, proof down to 90. So it uh, jumps in a cocktail. You don't have to overpour, And it should sit retail somewhere around $20 or under. Oh, wow. You oh, know, my God. Does that smell oh, wonderful? So, and, you know, the greatest oh, wow. thing. <laughs> you getting ready to pull on that? <laughs> Yeah. I thought she was going to take a sip straight way, out of the can, bottle. You can try it side by side. You can try it next to the So, okay, okay, okay. the one thing that we were speaking off air when you first pulled this out is the the label and the you know the, the design and everything. It has that old 60s, right? 60s, old school. 70s. It's named look after his grandfather. So, I think that there was a cohesive decision to put it into that era. Uh, it's really cool. It's got just like this yellow label with the red that pops out and it's got that old. Old school lettering and everything. Old school lettering. Somebody told me once, now I can't unsee it, that it looks a lot like a Cuban cigar box label. Yes. Now I cannot unsee it. Yes, it does. Because that is possibly one of the things that would be complimentary. I mean, even the the bottle shape has that old, you know. Old school Jackish type bottle. I I feel like we just walked into a small tavern in a small town. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. 100%. Which is always fun. And Charlie had major skin in the game. This was him. This was Charlie working with Nick on the blend and the Ooh. final product. So this wasn't just something that he put his name on. He's got his energy, his lips, and his passion behind it from day one. Wow. Very Char- cool. I love Charlie's lips. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Very soft. Very, very good. He's a great kisser. Wow. Um, so... This slushy from Aftershock. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's definitely cherry tones in there for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, oh my God, is this dreamy. It's it's delicious. I, I have one once in a while, you know. For breakfast? <laughs> this is too good, dude. I mean, it's, oh, it's for really breakfast good. this morning. People are enjoying it here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's very, very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I could see this. You put this downtown on a hot day. You have this, those out there, you sell those in the court. I'll do this when it's negative 30. I I know you, because you're an alcoholic (laughs) like the rest of us. I think this is perfect for an arcade. I honestly think it's perfect to have a slushy like this for an arcade. It's retro, it's fun. Do you ever put them in like glasses that are like, you know, like Yodas and all that kind of stuff? So many ideas. (laughs) 
Darth Vader's and all so sorts many of ideas. Cool, like, you know, everything tastes better in a cute cup. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And you know, like usually you get those boozy slushies. Like you'll go whatever to the water parks or to Vegas, and mm-hmm. and I'm always like, there's not enough booze in them. Right. Never. This one, there's enough booze. Well, if you're on a cruise and not at work today. If I'm going to drink that amount of sugar, there better be some booze to support the yeah, decision. I need to pay off here. Mm-hmm. Well, this was something that Chris, your husband, uh, the, the Mr. Trixie in, yeah. the, in the relationship, and uh, Nick, our distiller owner, and myself sat down and talked about the Aftershock as a perfect location for a slushing machine. Yeah. So that was a conversation that we had together. Oh, right, right it open. What a great kisser. So. <laughs> which, which one? <laughs> if you guys are having fun, that's great. Hey, he don't be tickling or nothing. I love it. That's good for you. <laughs> your husband is a great kisser. Oh, he loves your attention. <laughs> we thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, JJO. Get off of my soundboard, man. That wasn't me. Yes, it was. That was you. Oh, my God. I hate you so hard. Uh, Medicine Solid Rock 94.1, JJ. So much love. I know. Well, you're feeding us brandy at 7 in the morning. What do you think's going to happen? He's like poking at you now. I've amped him up for you. Oh, God. Good old poking D. Oh, my God. Ew. What is wrong with you? I drink too much, I eat too much, I piss people off. And he's like singing a song about it, he's so happy. Uh. Um, all right, uh, Stacy's all in a flurry in the back office. Let's see what's going on with traffic. Good morning. Getting into peak traffic time now, and the westbound Beltline is getting congested on the bridge and between Park Street and Verona Road. Brake lights on John Nolan at North Shore Drive and Broom Street and County M between 113 and K and Westport. And traffic light congestion starting up downtown on East Wash Capitol Square and Campus. Other main routes are at the posted speeds, no crashes or delays. With your JJO traffic, I'm Stacy K. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, all right, so uh, Trixie's in here with Fred Swanson from Dancing Goat. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Uh, we've already gone through our beers for the uh, JJO beer collection. It'll be available uh, as soon as Trixie's open at nine. Nine o'clock. I'm getting very warm. <laughs> are you toasty? <laughs> I do that I, to people. I, no, it's not you. <sighs> Trust me. You sure about that? I'm positive. God. Why are you so irritating? Because like, once you open the floodgates with him, it's hard to like contain it back. I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was loaded. Uh, <laughs> I can't Stop. say anything. Just... Okay. What are we drinking here, Fred? Yeah, so that, I, I built you guys a muddle load fashion that I let you uh, top off the way you wanted to yourself. I believe you, D, went with squirt I for did. sour. <laughs> um, uh, we did over here on this side yeah. of the table, um, just straight soda water. Um, I'm fine with that. I believe that uh, that drink doesn't necessarily all the time need a bump of sugar, but it's straight muddled. It is old school like old school is. It's sugar uh, sugar cube. It is uh, Angostura bitters, and I put a bar spoon of good maraschino, a good uh, dark cherry juice yeah. in there as well. 
just to balance it, and I think that adds a little bit of sweetness so you mm-hmm. don't have to uh, oversweet it yourself. But that Barron's Brandy really jumps at 90 proof, so you don't have to overpour. So um, there's probably, a, in that rocks glass, probably a solid one and a half ounces. Um, we've all been at supper clubs where we've watched uh, bartenders with 80 proof uh, other brandies uh, overpour. Yeah. So uh, the, at 90 proof, you don't have to overpour because it jumps. And, and to be able to jump, that drink is all sugars. So to push through all that sugar, you really need a higher proof product to not yeah. have to overpour. Fantastic. It <clears throat> it's one of the better old fashions I've had. Good. Good. Yeah. It's an it's, old fashioned at seven in the morning. No, <laughs> yeah, geez. Without color, a bar. The color <laughs> of it alone, because of that dark cherry juice, tells me that it's a good cocktail. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Very good. So, well, we drink with our eyes first. So yeah, it, presentation is important for sure. Uh, so the Barons is going to be available, obviously at Trixie's. Is it going to be avail- like at supper clubs? Or are they serving? It'll it be there? at supper clubs. Um, right now, it has become really popular very quickly. Charlie posted uh, yesterday on his social media accounts, and then we got tagged, and then we reposted all of those. So the numbers are going to start to go up. It is at all the big liquor stores currently right now, or should be. Um, the big secret in the industry is if it's not at your little liquor store, you can always take a picture of the bottle or tell them what it is, and they can bring it in if it's already in the market. So it can be available anywhere. It'll be at Trixie's. It'll be around $20. Um, it should not uh, go much above that or a whole lot below that. So Okay, awesome. Are we trying any more cocktails with the Baron's Brandy? Not with the Baron's okay. Brandy. We're going to the next cocktail after I get a chance. What's the limousine rye? Okay. Maple Smash. Awesome. Yeah, and we were just, I can't remember why limousine rye came up from Dancing Goat, mm-hmm. but still, I will maintain that is the best nightcap on the planet. Yes, just, ma'am. Yeah, just completely neat. Thank you. That's all you got to do. Just sip it and you will sleep like a baby. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite boozes out there. Boozes. Um, <laughs> Rowett. <laughs> Damn it. I even like, I was like, I better eat something because Fred's coming in with booze. And it doesn't matter. My cheeks are hot. My legs are buzzing. Got, I don't know what's you got happening. Nate's uh, flaming hot Cheetos. Dude, no, it's not happening. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. And we did the beer sampling, and now we're moving on to booze with Fred Swanson from uh, Dancing Goat. Um, and Trixie, I assume all this stuff is going to be available at Trixie's Liquor. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I didn't turn you on. Well, <laughs> I didn't turn your mic on. How do you know? <laughs> Whoa. There, there's your friends leaving a puddle. What's happening over here? The smell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, damn it. What are we drinking next here? So, that is our signature house cocktail that is the limousine rye maple smash. Okay, there's three ingredients. I think some of the best cocktails are low ingredients cocktails where you don't overthink them necessarily and they can be an everyday. That is limousine rye, six years, nine months, 93 proof. Fresh lemon juice, and then our barrel-aged maple syrup. Uh, we have trees up in Shawano that we tap and then put them in whiskey barrels. That is it in the entire oh. cocktail. Yeah, that's Smell, my. That's my. Can, I already know. My that's wow. my kid's favorite syrup. <laughs> it's so and, good. I know, I know that that's so, so funny. <laughs> yes. He was like, he used to only eat pancakes with oh butter and goodness. sugar on it, and now he's like, if that's not in the fridge, he's not having pancakes. <laughs> it's so good. It is so that good. Is, 
unbelievably good yeah. smelling. It's syrup. funny because it's really hard to cocktail with maple syrup uh, by itself. It's really hard to cocktail with honey because all it does is just glob to the bottom and yeah. just drops out. Well, this does, this is like a lot more liquid. It's, it's not the as viscosity. Yeah, um, viscos- yeah. For years and maybe still today, Nick, our owner distiller would tell you that the best thing he ever put in a bottle was the maple syrup. Oh, dude, that's funny. So, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, but because he got I the want viscosity to drink the maple right syrup. cocktails. I mean, this is. I poured those cocktails probably five minutes ago, and that is not at all out of solution. Yeah, that awesome. syrup is not dropped out. So That's fantastic. it's it's a smash. So it's uh, it's a sugar, it's an acid, it's a balanced cocktail. It is. Um, People hear maple syrup and they think, oh, that's a winter cocktail, it's a fall cocktail. Well, the fresh lemon juice brightens it up enough that it's a year-round cocktail. And the mint, too, man, yeah. in there. The yeah. mint, well, you I, could argue that mint makes every cocktail better, not because you're trying to make cocktails minty, but it focuses your brain and your olfactories to be able to find the cocktail. So just like salt and pepper in virtually any dish in cooking savory, yeah, you could argue the same thing. It's like a guiding light. Right? It is. It is. And it's when I sat fantastic. down, that's the first thing I smelled. Yeah. Was the mint? Yeah, but then like, you don't. Well, you yeah. smelled right. it then, then because you don't. he sat and slapped each mint. Yeah. So honestly, like you release just enough oil without releasing yeah. all of it. And yeah. the whole point of that is, if you tore that mint, more mint would have been released into the cocktail. But the fact that you slap of, it, yeah. it's just enough to highlight it without it being minty. Yeah, and you break the mint. cell walls, and that comes out in solution very quickly, and then it dissipates, but it keeps you focused on the drink. Slap it around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just around the edges. <laughs> it works. <laughs> okay. And this you said this is the signature cocktail at Dancing Goat? That's our house cocktail. That's probably the cocktail we came out with. It is the cocktail we came out with and probably the one people know us for okay. most. Yeah. And if folks have never been to Dancing Goat, tell everybody where it's at and, and how it all operates. We are 20 minutes from downtown Madison, um, straight as the crow flies on Highway 12. You don't even actually go into Cambridge. We're on the west side of Cambridge, the Madison side of Cambridge. We're open Thursday through Sunday. Friday through Sunday, we have a batched cocktail for purchase, but it's complimentary samples. You can sign up for classes. Um, we built the first gin academy anywhere in the country where you can sign up for a gin-making class, and an hour and a half later, you leave with the 750 of gin you just made. That's so cool. So we're trying to turn that space into an educational space and less of a drinking space. We probably in Cambridge have seven or eight different places where you can buy our product with cocktails. Come and learn about it with us and then go spend money downtown. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's on the way home. It's on the way home. It's not where you're going today, but it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But it's on the way home. Yeah, totally. You know? Well, and I love that that educational space in there, too, because sometimes I think, you know, like people look at this and they're like, oh, that's a fancy cocktail. It's a cocktail you can definitely make at home. You can make that at home all day. Yeah, absolutely. So, and how I didn't even know you could make your own gin. Like, who's trusting me to do that? That's crazy. (laughs) It's it's one of those things that um, we, we... In the gin that we put uh, that we put in bottles ourselves, the Death Store gin, we are painstakingly proofing that down over months. Yeah. Um, but the the way the class works is that we're just highlighting um, what you can do and how you can make it. So you come in. There's a 100 level class. There's a 200 level class. There's a graduate studies at the 200 oh level oh class where you get a whole little bit more play, uh, chance to play with botanicals. But it's one of those ways to demystify what we're doing in that, in that building. Yeah. I mean, if you leave that building, I always tell people, if you leave the building and the one thing you understand is we're separating water from alcohol, 
you're halfway home. Okay, all right. So that's, and then we've got tours you can sign up for. We've got cocktail classes to sign up for, garnishing classes, whiskey 101, how's, Fun how to know whiskey. Super date. That, that gin academy for date nights or girlfriends or guys or a bachelor, bachelorette party, bunch of family members, that is a great, great time. Patrick does a wonderful job. Awesome. Fun. Um, and so how far ahead of time do you have to sign up for that gin class? Right now we had classes last night that were scheduled, and Patrick is probably scheduling now out two to three months okay for classes and we try to do them two to four to six times a month basically okay. and we're trying to do them when people are available so weekend days after work week nights okay awesome and how can people sign up for those just go to our website and that'll flip you over to the talk and you can sign up there okay and is that that's through the dancing go website or the dust dancing go website okay. yep okay, awesome uh we will be back with more cocktails from the dancing goat fam uh up next oh trixie did you want to do a last plug for the pick six beers and all that stuff where they can find it before you get out of here? Sure. Corner of East Wash and Oak Street. Look for the bright orange arrow. It points at the bright orange building and it says Trixie's on it. And when you walk through after 9 a.m. today, we have employees waiting to show you where the JJL Mix and Match is. They can also also point you to the door with all the THC <laughs> drinks. Come in and visit. We'll have all of the liquor products mentioned today. Dancing Goat Distillery especially um, and the new Barons Brandy. Come in and get Get those. We've got them ready for you. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And then don't forget the uh, slushies at Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Go play some pinball and make yourself happy with a brandy slushie. They don't awesome. get to use all your metal straws, do they? No. No. That's no. just for us. That's where we're VIP for that. You're, VI- you're lucky. I love it. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. Uh, did you know that the hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you? Or you can listen to this one. Bears can smell your menstruation. I can smell your menstruation. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Uh, Fred Swanson is here from Dancing Goat. And it's story time, kids. So Dancing Goat Distillery, we are a legacy family distillery from the Moss family. It is a, we have an entire production facility, building, and ethos based around um, going back to Grandpa Dwayne when he was in the industry. So Grandpa Dwayne was alive when we uh, put shovels in the ground, turned dirt, and he had been a distillery creator, builder of distilleries around the world, and one of the top consultants when folks had difficulties with their distillery. For example, he had worked with the Benedictine monks to fix the chartreuse still when they had some issues. And then the, his son, Tom, became uh, became uh, pretty prominent in the industry and was very high up at both Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. And we are only here in Brown Spirits in um, whiskey in the U.S. because of the energy that Jim Beam put back out, which re-energized uh, bourbon in particular when they put out the small batch collection, which was Booker's, Baker's, Basil Hayden's, and Knob Creek. So Tom had great influence in that. And then Tom's son, Nick, and Tom and Nick are now our owners and distillers. Nick is our master blender. He is our uh, master distiller. And we are out in Cambridge, about 20 minutes from downtown, just straight east on Highway 12, making gin, whiskey, liqueurs, brandies, etc. We have turned that facility into an educational space for people to learn about what we do and less about hanging out and drinking than it is about hanging out and learning. Yeah, for sure. Where'd the name Dancing Goat come from? Would you want the truth or do you want a story that I tell that is reasonably untrue to non-Wisconsinites? Both. (laughs) 
So I tell non-Wisconsinites if I'm out traveling or somebody's in front of me that's not from Wisconsin, I say, you know, we've got weird, weird, weird rules in Wisconsin. We've got state laws that are unimaginable in 49 other states. Um, And I say, you know, it's kind of like in Wisconsin, we have a mandatory um, uh, food thing on Friday. We all eat fish. On Saturday, we all eat prime rib. On Sunday, we eat uh, broasted chicken. Mm-hmm. And I said it's very similar in craft beverage alcohol production in Wisconsin. We are adjective and cute animal. So you've got <laughs> fat squirrel, spotted cow, dancing oh, goat. Yeah. And the amount of people that take that BS story and run with it, and they're like, you guys are super serious. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we take our craft beverage alcohol That's really serious. So they're running around the They're oh, retelling around. it. Yep, and, and they're retelling it. But no, the real story is the fact that uh, uh, Travis, who's one of our original owners, and uh, Tom and Nick Moss were looking at land underneath in... Um, New Glarus, underneath the, um, just below on Highway 69, the New Glarus Brewery. Oh, okay. And it was land that was for sale, but it was in a floodplain, and it was not great land, and it would probably not have been conducive to building what we were trying to build. Um, it was certainly buildable, but, you know, it, it didn't all stack up. And there was a goat on the top of, I call it carpet golf. Here in Wisconsin, people, I think, call it mini golf. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a mini golf place on Highway 69 just west of downtown, and there was a goat just losing his mind when those three guys were standing out looking at this land. And nobody really thought much about it until the next day when people were like, God, that goat was kind of obnoxious. And then it's like, yeah, but goats are irreverent, and goats are industrious, and goats are a little hardworking. So what we're trying to kind of lean in hard to is, we're less of a distillery than what Nick would call a celebration company. Mm-hmm. And we are a building that makes products for everybody to use in celebration of, and then you can fill in the blank. And it could be, right. I just got a new job. I paid off the mortgage and I burned that piece of paper. Um, we moved. I sold the house. Um, it's Tuesday. Um, yeah. Whatever all celebration great things. it is, <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. We're Even trying Tuesday. to provide products for Tuesdays. <laughs> All right, awesome. And obviously the limousine rye, we talk about how fantastic that is all the time, but you brought in some other Brought in a couple other things. I've got uh, our bourbon, our first bourbon that we put out. Um, One of the things I'm most proud of is that uh, underneath the Dancing Goat Presents label, if you look really close, if we didn't make it, you can see the word sourced whiskey Mm -hmm. underneath a font that's about the same size as Dancing Goat Distillery. Sure. So we call out. I'm sick and tired. I think many of us are sick and tired of spinning bottles on shelves to figure out if they actually made it because the words on the back don't always mean a whole lot. So we say sourced whiskey, and we'll point it out because we're trying to be ridiculously open, transparent, and communicate truth. So when we don't make it, um, we point out that we didn't make it, but we did things here in Wisconsin to make it what we thought was as good as possible. And when we do make it, we will celebrate that from the mountains, that this is something that we uh, that we created from day one. So I brought our bourbon, which is called Quirky and Humble, and then I brought a nine-year cast-strength corn whiskey finished in spiced cherry bitters barrels um, called <laughs> Mazed and Confused. Yeah, That's Mazed awesome. and Confused. So, it's awesome. So right. we can try either or both of those. Let's try both of those. Perfect. Um, now, <clears throat> are you a big bourbon guy, Rand? Yes. Yeah. I love bourbons. I love whiskey. I love, yeah, all of them. Yeah, same. I'm a sipper. Uh, I, I traditionally don't like to to mix my my whiskeys and stuff. So what we tried to do with this bourbon, and we, we lean in really hard. The words sound, I mean, it kind of sounds a little odd, 
But we're trying not to be a distillery that's just making bourbon, a distillery, American craft distillery that's just making another rye whiskey. One of the things that we're trying to do is we're not trying to be different for the sake of being different. Great things are coming out of Kentucky and Tennessee. How do we differentiate ourselves? Yeah. That's our thing. How can we rethink it, retool it, reprogram it? So this is a bourbon called Quirky and Humble. Mm-hmm. because probably there's a lot of third-grade guys that operate this distillery in Cambridge <laughs> who are wordsmiths, and it is made not with American white oak, which is Quercus alba. It's made with Colombian white oak from the Andean Mountains called Quir- Quercus humbolti. Oh, God. So it. quirky and humble is how you get Quercus humbolti from Quercus humbolti. And that is a really tannic wood. Almost all that wood goes to Bacardi, for, and they're trying to balance sugarcane. Okay. So that tannins, it is a bright tannic influence on a bourbon that you don't typically see in a lot of uh, spaces. And that baby is proofed at uh, w- just under 106. There's I was a good say vanilla-y that's... in there. Mm-hmm. Totally. You're going to get vanilla all the tones. time. Yeah. And it's one of those things. I mean, it appeals to a lot of people. And it's how do you set yourself apart without saying you're just doing things to be different. Yeah. So when you get these, you know, it says always cast in like Mm -hmm. uh, port wine or as it says, I would rye for you. (laughs) I love that. Right. Uh, And the quirky and humble, there's, you know, straight, that one's straight. Mm -hmm. You can taste that that, there's no monkeying around. That's just. It's um, funny because this is, and people are like, what are you talking about? How is that a straight bourbon whiskey if it's not an American white oak? Because the definition of a bourbon does not say the word American white oak. It's new white oak container. In fact, it doesn't even say barrel. It could be a white oak box, technically. Oh, okay. So what we're trying to do is um, absolutely not kind of thumb our nose at regulations and rules, but show how you can live within those regulations differently. Yeah, absolutely. This is delicious. Uh, Again, this could be my new nightcap. I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to say goodbye to limousine rye, though. <laughs> Seriously. That was the rye whiskey that we tried to uh, very intentionally lean in. People are like, yeah, but rye exploded. I'm like, yeah, rye went from a half a percent to 5%. There's still 90% of brown spirits in the U.S. Yeah. that are called bourbon. Right. And how do you appeal to bourbon drinkers if your first product is a rye? You create a crossover product, which was our thought, and you do things differently, and you re- lean in really hard on balance such that you can draw in bourbon drinkers yeah. with limousine rye. And this is to draw in bourbon drinkers, but also it's just quirky enough to uh, keep the rye drinkers on mm-hmm. point as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I'm in booze school. It's booze school today, baby. I it love is. it. It's I love cool. it. Replay today, the JJO Morning Show podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. J.J.O. We are here with uh, Fred Swanson from Dancing Goat Distillery over there in Cambridge. Um, We are sampling many of the things. We have a couple cocktails. Uh, We have the Barron's new brandy that's out with Charlie Barron's. Awesome collab for that. Um, And that is available at all the liquor stores, including Trixie, um, and then also at various supper clubs and such. I was hoping to sneak that one. No, he saw you eyeballing it. He's like, oh, that's coming up. I was going to pocket that one. <laughs> um, and I love that we just tried the bourbon. What's the next thing that we're trying here, Fred? So the last thing that we're going to try is what we call Mazed and Confused. It's in that Dancing Goat Presents line sourced whiskey that we have put our own personal twist on and done things Wisconsin-y. And this is a nine-year cast strength corn whiskey finished in spiced cherry bitters barrels. 
Thus the name Mazed and Confused. Fantastic. Because it is both. It is one of those things that almost comes out um, as a cocktail in a bottle. It is maybe one of the things that could punch through a cigar that we put out. Really? Um, I find very, very, very few whiskeys that can hold up to a cigar. This Mm -hmm. might be one because it is so out there. It's proofed very high. But it is, again, one of those oddities. I mean, corn whiskey is one way into the highway. It's sweet. And um, we just uh, put our own spin on it with uh, finishing it in a spiced cherry bitters barrel, which uh, probably came from a very large Kentucky distillery. Got it. These all seem like they'd go really good in any old-fashioned or mixed drinks because they kind of stand out from other, you know. Totally. I mean? I mean, that bourbon that we just had, I mean, the, the regular limo that we had in the Maple Smash was 93 mm-hmm. proof. The bourbon came in just under 106. Mm-hmm. This one is going to be a little harder to cocktail with because it's at 116.4. <laughs> so it is nine-year castrate corn whiskey. My That'll get to Thursday <laughs> yeah, going very quickly. So, uh, no, it's just one of those fun little products. It does take water. It does take ice. Um, I think it's hard to really balance a cocktail at that level of proof. I think it's hard, really hard to cocktail with 80 proof, but I think it might be, in fact, even harder to cocktail uh, at significantly overproof because it's not a one-to-one ratio. It's not all statistics. It's not all maths. Mm-hmm. So just try it for what it is. I think mm-hmm. um, one of the things you can do with it is make super simple cocktails. I think you can add just a couple bitters to this, a couple drops of bitters to sure. play mm-hmm. around everywhere. But let's get into it. Yeah, sure. for sure. Um, and so where do you have like one main source for barrels or is it just kind of based on uh, availability of them? How does your relationship with your barrel providers work? I think that helps that you're three generations deep in um, family connections and relationships. Sure. And if we're all very, very, uh, I think if we're very honest about how the world of work works is relationships are paramount. And when the Moss family has been in relationships in Kentucky with the distillers uh, for three generations, it is uh, a very, very beneficial thing to us. So they source... um, Nick and Tom source from a, a variety of different places. We have a couple places that we that we probably don't. Uh, we never really say 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 where we're, they're from. Yeah. But uh, big distillers down there and big plants down there that we that the family has great 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 relationships with over generations. That's this so cool. Has an unbelievably good taste. Yeah. Like it <laughs> stands know. out from. Does this drink like one sixteen? No, it's that's, it's very very. I know it's, that's that's why that's why we have just a little bit here. Yeah, I mean everything about it is just magical. It's a freaking the cherry, dream. the, the cherry, cherry bitters cuts there. right through. Cuts right through. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you're you're. I mean, so I tell tasty. people that I think the, the corn whiskey is not a God. white canvas, but it's a tan canvas, and you can paint gorgeous colors all over that tan canvas. One of them is spiced cherries. Yeah, we've done um, corn whiskey in chocolate bitters barrels, uh, Angostura barrels, or aromatic bar- barrels. We've done orange bitters barrels. I mean, it is one of those things that really people are like, "Hold on, you guys are really finishing things nicely." And there are people that don't care for finished whiskeys. I get that. You know, <clears throat> certain bottles for us might not be what you're into. Right. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, we are going to continue to innovate. We're going to continue to push the envelope, and we're going to continue to celebrate. What is gorgeous about bottles of brown spirits? Yeah, that 100%. yeah, that is absolutely fantastic. That and these are LTOs. I mean, the the bourbon that we had is an LTO. When it's gone, it's gone. 
This Mazed and Confused is an LTO. When it's gone, it's gone, and we will oh. move on to the next thing. But both are available right now in the markets. They're at uh, both big and small liquor stores around. There are some places that have it on back bars. So just ask for it uh, anywhere in Dane County. Did you say chocolate cast? How We've do done you... chocolate bitters barrels, finished uh, uh, whiskeys. Well, how does that, how does a barrel, you get a barrel with chocolate on it? <laughs> so what you've got is you're making chocolate bitters in 53-gallon barrels. Okay. And what we're looking for is a one-to-one kind of correlation where we're moving whiskey from a 53 into a 53. Okay. And that is very unique because there's not a lot of places that do bitters in that volume and that size. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is obviously Woodford Reserve because they put out their own line of bitters. Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Foods um, also puts out their own line of bitters. But what we're doing is we're buying barrels that used to hold chocolate bitters. They're dumping the chocolate bitters, putting them into jars to sell little bottles to sell with droppers, and then we're buying those barrels and then refilling them with either limousine rye, in many cases, or corn whiskeys. Oh, play. my gosh. Oh, man. Magical. It's I magic. It's so interesting. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's it's Science like, Thursday. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, and I love that you offer educational uh, stuff just like this at Dancing mm-hmm. Goat um, as well. So get signed up for those classes. It's just dancinggoat.com. You can figure it out from there. Uh, now, you were keep talking about brown uh liquors what made you all decide to start doing gin the gin thing came to us probably five-ish years ago um what wisconsin is known for what the world knows wisconsin for in spirits is one product and that's death store gin Mm -hmm. that may change over time but bottom line is 15 years ago those guys out in middleton right behind the costco put out a great gin and you could argue that the time that it came out was about the time aviation came out So those two products, not anything we had anything to do with its origin story, um, changed Americans' minds about what gin could taste like. Mm -hmm. So what you ended up with was 10 years down the road, those guys got really big, really fast, and were staring bankruptcy right, right in the eyes. And it was a time when we could bid during a bankruptcy proceeding on a on a gorgeous, gorgeous product and keep it viable in the state of Wisconsin. That meant a lot to us. Yeah. Um, it's what, I, I, there's not a month that goes by that somebody doesn't text me from Amsterdam or somewhere in Italy or somewhere in the UK, London, and it's the back bar and there's, there's our gin on uh, the back bar because yeah. it's in uh, a handful of countries. Um, and it's in probably 30-plus states, 30-ish states in, uh, in, in here in uh, the U.S. So it's what we're known for. It is the classic example of things we've already talked about today. It's don't overthink it. Don't put too many botanicals in it. Keep it simple. Keep it as close to the vest as possible and make those the best ingredients that you use. It's only juniper, coriander, and fennel. Yeah. And it is a gin that has wonderful applications. Obviously, gin and tonics, which is probably where the majority of it's drunk, but it also martinis very, very well. We didn't want it to go away. We didn't want the one thing that Wisconsin was known for um, to go belly up. Yeah. We also didn't have a gin, so it was surreptitious. <laughs> that, uh, and we just we took it back to year one, uh, carved out everything. Uh, Nick spent uh, months, months, months um, with a couple other guys carving out all the hard pipes and all the hard goods, and then we just transferred that still over to Cambridge. And that same still that has always made Death Store gin is still making it now in Cambridge. Wonderful. Back to year one where it's bright, effervescent, citrusy, because coriander flashes off as orange citrus, and it's just gorgeous. 
Yeah, fantastic. I love that. And again, I mean, because we hammer here, you know, we're a local radio station owned by a person that lives right here in Madison, you know, and just supporting those local businesses and keeping it as Wisco as possible is so important. And I obviously Dancing Goat is a huge part of that. So. Perfect. Fantastic. And we're honored because, you know, we're, we celebrate our beer in this uh, in this state all the time. We talk about our beer to people that don't live in this state constantly. Mm-hmm. We're getting there every year a little bit more. We're getting there in spirits. And yeah. it's that notion that we, we're only better when we're all better. Yeah. Okay, we're not better when one guy's better, two guys are better. We're only better when we're all better. And in Wisconsin, in Madison in particular, there are some great distilleries. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for coming in and teaching us some uh, booze knowledge, mm. dropping the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, one la- one last thing. Did you see the beautiful, beautiful Dixon he's got on? Oh, oh it's a gorgeous. Dude. I wear a lot of Dixon. Do That's you really? Sublime. Uh, you see that? Uh, sublime my wife one. says I wear too much Dixon. Um, <laughs> this, no, this no, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, they make great, uh, great, uh, great flannels. Man, yeah, you are definitely part of the fam now, dude. <laughs> the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 94.1 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO.